You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday morning message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. And again, good morning everyone. Thank you, Michael. And just to echo what Michael has said to everyone, may God bless you sincerely Amen. for the new year ahead. May your home your family, you as an individual, know God's blessings. You and we are the people of God, so we pray God's blessing upon us for the new year. I'm going to get into the, the word I'm going to speak uh, just in a moment, but I think as it's the first Sunday of the new year, before we look forward, we need to look back, just as a church, and I just want to share what 2020 was like, just in a couple of sentences. Did you know that for the year 2020, Grace Christian Church was open, or doors were open for six months of the year? It's incredible if you look at the Sundays. We literally were open for 50% of the Sundays, and the other 50% was online only. But it's interesting, January and February, there weren't really any restrictions uh, last year. But in the month of February, news of the virus was going around. And apparently the virus was spreading around. Uh, we weren't tuned into it anywhere. And we had no restrictions. We just said towards the end of February, there's no real need to hug anyone. We were starting to be careful. And then we had four months of... Uh, open doors with a lot of restrictions and I just want to say looking back and I say it without any agenda and no hidden message praise God nobody got the coronavirus in Grace Christian Church in the six months Hallelujah. Hallelujah Hallelujah isn't that something to be thankful to God Amen. even in the month of December so in the summer, the rates of the virus were on the floor in Cork. Very few people had it anyway. But even in December, when the rates were higher, and we are now two full weeks since our, we had our last uh, service uh, just before Christmas, nobody got the virus. So I just want to give thanks to God for that. Thank you, Jesus. And um, there before the grace of God go anyone. We don't take this for granted. But can I say, yes, we were careful. Yes, we followed all guidelines really carefully but can I suggest as well maybe the hand of God was in it and protected us maybe it was so I just want to thank God for that the other thing I just want to say to you is we will continue broadcasting every Sunday uh, we don't know as Michael said what way restrictions will go whether travel restrictions will come in um, at the moment as ministers of religion sounds like a strange phrase for us uh, we're exempt because we're classed as essential, but we just don't know, but we will always broadcast every Sunday at uh, half past 11 on both Facebook and Instagram, and it will be uploaded on podcast and YouTube as well. Um, just to keep you tuned in, because a lot of people were asking, or a few people were asking, don't want to exaggerate, uh, what's our viewing like? Um, so on average, about a thousand people, or a thousand devices, I should say, will watch in on Facebook every week, and about 150 on Instagram, and then you've got another couple of hundred on YouTube and podcast and so on. Um, last week, for example, we had 1,300 on Facebook, 
Uh, so it does go up and down a bit. Even if you divide, take some of that off for people who only watch for a minute or two, you also have a lot of people who will watch together on one device, like a family and so on. So we really are reaching a whole group of people that we never reached before. And even though we are a church of well over a thousand people, it seems like we're reaching most of the people um, who were coming to church. We've seen last year as well, a lot of people come to faith. Hallelujah. Who would have thought that in a year with such restrictions, people would be born again? But yes, they have, and many are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, so a lot of people are tuning in and we really are reaching an awful lot of people um, at the start of 21, way more so than at the start of 20, not just around Ireland and not just in Cork but also overseas. So praise God for that. So that's a little bit of a party political broadcast uh, just before I get into the message. But I am going to get into the message or the word today and I called it 2020 is dead. And I can hear some of you going, thank you, Lord, the year is gone. At least we're coming into a new year. But I want to prepare our hearts because we're not atheists. We are Christians. We believe in Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. He is God. So I'm going to pray that he would just impact our minds and our hearts as we look at his word. Come, Holy Spirit, into every living room, car, bedroom, into every heart and every mind and help my brothers and my sisters and help me and help all of us God to hear what your heartbeat is for a new year ahead. Lord at a time when the world is in chaos in some ways we know that we have built our house and put our foundations upon the rock that is Jesus Christ. Amen. We are not subject to the shifting sand of time you are our fortress. You are our strong tower. In you, we are safe. So let your word feed us now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This word came to me uh, about a month ago, and, and it really has been with me ever since. And I've called it 2020 is dead because um, some people, there's kind of different views about the change of the year. Some people, it's really big, and for others, it's just another day. Can I suggest that perhaps the truth is somewhere between both of those? And can I also suggest that maybe prophetically God would speak to us through his word? So 2020 is dead. I mean, the planetary system, the planet you and I are living on right now, will tell you that we have turned a corner. Hallelujah. So it is a week ago since we, over a week ago since we had the shortest day of the year here in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, Midwinter was on the 21st of December. So we've turned a corner. And we are now in the new year, and God uses times and seasons. It's how God communicates with us. He is outside time, but we are in time. And so this is a new season. And the whole concept of 2020 being dead, um, and why I choose this title, is because I thought God spoke to me about a month ago about someone else who was dead. And I'm going to look at Joshua 1. Uh, chapters 1 to 6, and this is Old Testament time, and this is after the children of Israel had been through the desert 
for 40 years. And having been through the desert, remember there were slaves in Egypt, God raised up a man called Moses, his servant, who led them out of Egypt. They wandered for 40 years in the desert. And we're going to look now when they're just going to cross over into something new, into a new land, as it were. And we're going to look at how this was a big change. So come with me as we speak and read the scriptures and just let it come into our hearts together. So we are told in Joshua 1.1, after the death of Moses, the Lord declared to Joshua, Moses' assistant, saying the words, Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses is dead. Now you and all the people, all the Israelites, get ready to cross over the river Jordan into the land that I am about to give you. I will give you every place where you set your foot. Your territory will stretch from the desert in the south to Lebanon in the north, from the river Euphrates in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will succeed in standing against you all the days of worry. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. This is the word of God. Hallelujah. We're told straight away of something symbolic and impactful that happened. After the death of Moses, the Lord declared to his assistant Joshua, first piece of information, Moses is dead. Moses was the servant that God used, but now the children of Israel had turned the corner. They were into a new era. Second, the Lord declared this because the people weren't sure. Where is Moses gone? Moses, you see, had just gone. There was no state funeral or anything. So God declared, guys, have your eyes and ears opened. Moses is dead. And we see that Joshua was his assistant. So we're at the end of an era. And we're at the beginning of a new era. And as Moses is gone, God is making a declaration. And when a month ago, as I was preparing for New Year, and I was reading through the scripture, and I read how God made a big thing about how Moses was dead. I knew the Holy Spirit was saying to me, share with the people that 2020 is dead. And that's where I'm coming from today. Moses is dead, and 2020 is dead. You see, the year that turned so many lives upside down, the year that changed how we live. And I know some people hated the year and refused to do this, that and the other. And other people um, complied with regulations. And some people were really lonely last year. And some people lost their jobs. And some people, and I don't really know anyone who got the virus up close in the church. But people were sick and people were lonely. And there was a whole lot of things. So some of you today are going, Thank you, Lord. The year is over. 
Moses is dead. Moses wasn't a bad guy. Moses was a good guy. But Moses was a servant for a season. And it was a very trying season, a traumatic time in the nation of Israel to have to leave Egypt with all those plagues and Pharaoh against them, to have to be in this desert situation, which wasn't normal. And Moses was there for that. But now they were coming out of that abnormal situation. So Moses was dead, 2020 is dead. And we're told Moses died. Now how did he die? Just come with me briefly, because how Moses died is an interesting thing, and I think we need to know. We're told in Deuteronomy 34, 1-4, that the Lord led Moses to a place called Mount Nebo, and from there showed him the whole of the Promised Land. So Moses is in with all the rest of the Israelites, he's an older man, and the Spirit of God spoke to him and told him, go there. So Moses just quietly leaves the people of Israel. He led him to Mount Nebo, and this is what the Lord said. This is the land I have promised to your descendants. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you will never cross over into it. The land was for Moses' descendants. Uh, the promise was not for Moses. So in the context of what we're looking at today, the calling, the anointing, the, um, the situation where Moses was involved was now coming to an end. Now the Bible just tells us that Moses passed away to be with the Lord up there in the mountains. We're not told that Moses was laying on his deathbed and the people gathered round. They didn't bring the body down and bury it. They never found the body. You see, it was a quiet passing, but God declared it. And he declared the end of an era. Now, I'm going to ask you to forgive me before I say the next thing, because some of you might be going, it's January, the virus is very strong, it's locked down, all of that, and saying, there shouldn't really be humour. You know what? The day we stop laughing is the day we stop living, Amen. in my opinion. And forgive me, but I have to bring a memory to you, and this happened uh, many decades ago. For those of you who are watching in from overseas, or not from Cork, you may not know, but we have a Mount Nebo in Cork. It's called Mount Nebo Avenue, and it's in a suburb of Cork called Gronenbrother, and it's up here, <coughs> right up here at the top of the picture. It's high up. The suburb is known as Grand here in Cork. And I remember many decades ago, I was only in my late teens, I think, at the time. So about two years ago, is that right? <laughs> many decades ago. And I remember being in a meeting, and it was just a bunch of young fellas. We were all there, and one of the guys read the scripture I just read. And there was a lad sitting next to me called Dave. And as he was reading it, it was kind of an open study. And he asked the guy doing the study, I remember him saying, so Moses was in the north side of Cork. <laughs> no, no, Moses wasn't in the north side. It wasn't that Mount Nebo at all, Dave. Um, see, that, the Mount Nebo in the Bible is in the nation we now call Jordan. But I remember one of the other guys who was there, a very fast-witted fellow, and he said, that's right, he was up in Grawn, that's the suburb of Cork, and Moses looked across 
at the promised land of the Sunside, but because he was up on the north side, he couldn't enter in. <laughs> and we all laughed, and we all laughed. Now, just in case you're going, I'm from the north side, I take offence to that. We're only having a bit of a laugh. I lived on the north side for a while. My beloved wife is from the north side. Hello, Denise, I know you're watching in. Um, half our church is from the north side. Don't, don't be getting too... Uh, uptight. There's just a rivalry or a friendly laugh really in Cork that we all have between Northside and Southside. Did you know that Grace Christian Church here is just on the north side of the city as well? Just a couple of metres. But anyway, the Mount Nebo we're talking about here isn't the Cork one obviously, it's in the nation of Jordan. But if you go there today, you can actually look right over and see most of what we call today the land of Israel. So God allowed Moses to see it, but not to enter in. Why? Because there's a calling on your life and on my life, and there are boundaries within that calling. So for example, in the Old Testament, if you were a king, you couldn't be a priest. Kinglyhood, kinghood and priesthood were two different things. And Moses had a calling in his life, and then the calling only went so far. And some of us in life are meant to be very well educated, Others, not necessarily so. Some of us are meant to minister in some ways, others in other ways. So there's all different callings in our lives. And God had said, Moses, your era, your epoch, to use that old term, is now over. Now remember what Moses um, stands for. Moses stands for the law. Moses got the Ten Commandments. Now the Bible tells us that the law, the Jewish law, was a good schoolmaster. You see, it taught people, it still teaches people what's right and what's wrong. You shall do this, but you shall not do that. So the, the law was a good schoolmaster. But Joshua, and Moses represented that, Joshua, however, is the same word as Jesus, Yeshua. So if you will, this is like a New Testament, Old Testament thing. And if you will, it's a bit like if you're um, married to someone in a relationship, and I'm, in a I'm married to Denise. I'm not uh, in love with Denise because I'm legally married to her and the law says you shall love her. It's my duty, so you better get loving her. No, I love my wife because I delight in her. And that's the difference. With faith, we don't love God and serve God and do things and not do things because that's your duty. We do it because we love Him. And his presence in our life is so blessed and precious to us. So it's a choice. So it's a whole different dynamic. So the old era was based more on law. And I know it was another long time before Jesus came, but that's the symbolism here. So brothers and sisters, there's a new era with the year 2020 and 2021. We've turned a corner. Look at what God said to the Israelites. And to Joshua, he said, Great Joshua, Moses is dead. The old time is finished. You are now entering into a new season. Mightn't feel like this. Mightn't look like this. But I want you to get ready to cross over. You and all the people, it says in verse 2 of Joshua 1, get ready to cross the Jordan River and go to the land I am giving you. It's as if God is saying to us, it doesn't feel like this. It's like Jan early January. The weather isn't great, although it's nice and sunny here in McCurtain Street. Uh, it's dark. 
The virus is everywhere, you're in lockdown. It doesn't feel like we've turned a corner. And yet we have. And yet we have. Whether we feel it or not, we have. Just as Moses had now died, they didn't even have the evidence of a body. There wasn't a state funeral. There wasn't a gravestone they could go to. None of that. And yet Moses had passed away. And yet there was a new era. So this was getting ready to cross over. Can I submit to you that that is today? That this is the season you and I, as born-again believers in Jesus Christ, here in Cork, here in Ireland, even all over the world, we need to get ready because God is calling us in to a new season. Here's the really tricky thing. It seldom is going straight into a new thing. There is always a season or a period of transition. It's a bit like if you look on the colour spectrum, you can see colours morphing into other colours, but it's like there's a spectrum, a transition. Look at it with Joshua. The first thing we read is Joshua chapter 1. We just read it. Get ready. Perhaps that's today. Get ready in your heart. Prepare your soul. For the year God has ahead for you and for your family. Don't just switch off. Get ready. Then in Joshua 2, we're told he sent in spies. Joshua sent in spies, like a laboratory, if you will, to spy out the land. Then Joshua 3, they physically crossed the Jordan. Joshua 5, all of the men were circumcised before they started the battle for Jericho and all of the other towns. And then Joshua 6 onwards, they began to conquer the land. So Moses was dead. There was a turning of the corner back in Joshua 1. It was five chapters later. They actually started conquering the land. And it's the transition where people faint. And it's in the changeover that people lose heart. And I think some of you are losing your courage and you're losing your faith for the future because you know maybe somehow there's a corner turned, but it's like this is never ending. You know, apparently, according to psychologists and according to sociologists, just allow me my little bit of intellectual uh, hyperbole here, but cultures can handle it differently. Apparently, in the new world, for example, in the United States of America, People handle a gradual transition a lot more difficult because it's new, it's a more instant culture. But in Ireland, there's always been a belief and an ease with transition. And in Irish, we call it on la edrum, or the half-light. And on la edrum, the half-light, happens and has happened every day of your life twice. When I was reading my Bible this morning, um, it was on that bedroom. It was the half light. I was there at uh, whatever time it was, half past seven, and all, the light was only just beginning and not even. It was the dawn, and we'll have the same this evening with the dusk. It's neither night nor day. Can I submit to you that the season we're in right now in January is neither night nor day? However, the night is almost past, hallelujah, and we are coming into the day. And, and if we can keep our eyes focused on Jesus and have a bit of faith in our hearts that he's got the best plan for you and me and for our families, and we keep steady, and we keep looking up, 
and not looking to the left, and not looking to the right, and not looking at the problems, and not looking in too much, but looking up a lot. You know what? We get through on La Adrian. We get through this neither day nor light, but the half light. We'll go right through it and we'll see that God really has this in his hands. Now a lot of people are predicting, both economists and health people and sociologists, that this year, 2021, is like a year of two halves, or actually to be even more precise, a year of four quarters, and that gradually they think, they think it'll start getting better. I don't know whether they're right or wrong, all I know is spiritually, I know we've turned a corner, and spiritually, I know we are in a half light at the moment. Whether that is the big issues, like the economy or the virus, or whether it's the small issues, the personal issues, just you personally, or just you and your family. Either way, it seems like this is a time for transition, and this is where we need to uh, just be wary of it. And because Ireland is the island beyond the island, out on the edge of Europe, half the year we're invisible with mists and fog around the place, we seem to, as a culture historically, be able to deal with this transition period a bit better uh, than many other nations. But who knows? I, I, I'm not really too concerned about that, but I would make an appeal that for those of you who are lonely, for those of you who've lost your jobs, for those of you who are worried about your health, can I appeal to you? Don't give up. This is a transition. God has your future in his hands. May I submit to you what he promised the Israelites, and that this is for the people of God watching today. The Lord said, no one will succeed in standing against you. That's my prayer for the new year, for you and for the people you love. Yeah. No one, and actually, if you read into it, no thing will succeed in standing against you. If you look at the children of Israel under Joshua as they conquered the land, they had all different enemies, and each of those enemies, if you look at the names, they all represented a different um, enemy. So it could be health, it could be money, it could be your peace of mind, it could be relationships, it could be a whole lot of things. So no thing and no one will succeed against you. And that's my prayer for you and me through this transition year. Amen. Let's look at the promise of God. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. How often has God said that right throughout Scripture? Hallelujah. So this is my message for you today. Moses was dead. 2020 was dead. We're in a new place, but we have to get ready. We have to cross over. We have to circumcise, cut off the impurities in our hearts. And can I suggest maybe God has even used the challenges of last year to prepare your heart and my heart for this. That's going to be my prayer for today. I'm going to, as I come towards the close, share some prophetic words and I'm going to go straight into them here that I believe are some for some people looking at it. and it does tie in with what I said before I pray. 
the first um, situation that I want to share is I saw someone against the door, really frustrated, banging a door. And as I prayed about it, um, I got a scripture and I have, I think, a word of knowledge and wisdom for someone watching in. And it is of someone who is confined within your house and there's one other person that you are confined in with, whether it's a family member or house share, and you are deeply struggling with that person. They're getting you down, you find it very hard to cope with them, and you're praying that somehow God will deliver you from it. This is what I believe the Word of God is for you. And God gave me a scripture from 1 Peter 1 6. God's Word for you is embrace this. This might seem challenging and hard, but just getting getting out of the situation isn't going to help you. And the Lord is saying he has allowed the situation to happen and he wants you to embrace it. 1 Peter 1.6 says, Stand humbly within the refining fire. If you're refining gold or silver, you have to put them in the fire to burn out the impurities or the dross it's often known as. And God is saying, Embrace this difficult relationship. Don't run from it like a jelly baby. Take it like a man or a woman of God and say, I'm going to embrace this because God is taking the impurities from my heart. I challenge you to grow up a little bit and handle it. And you might say, that's easy for you, Tom. You're not in it. Well, thank God I'm not in many ways and I don't have anything like that at home. But I know on three or four occasions, I had situations like that many years ago over the years. And they have always worked out for the good because God works all things together for good. Amen. So I'm going to pray that you will be able to grow up and embrace this difficult situation. I have one other prophetic word for somebody else. Um, and about two or three weeks ago, I went to visit my mum and dad's grave. And uh, I just went to lay a wreath there. And as I was there, I actually wept. I was on my own. I thought of the happy memories I had with my parents and the love I had. But as I was walking away, I felt the Holy Spirit share. And this was, I know, for the new year. And I again saw someone, um, as it were, in the spirit, looking at a grave. I actually saw someone looking at the rearview mirror in the car at a ghost in the past. And they're looking to a relationship from the past, and their heart is there, even though there's people with them right now in a living relationship. And God's word to you is from Matthew 8, 22, let the dead bury the dead. God is challenging you. You're looking back to a relationship. I don't think the person is dead, but the relationship is over. God has other people in your life, and you're not giving them your heart because you're looking back. And God is saying, enough. Bury the dead and move forward. Embrace those who are alive, who God is pushing you with. Embrace them and don't be looking back. So I'm going to pray. Will you join me in prayer on this, the first Sunday of 2021? The 3rd of January, the year of our Lord, 2021. I'm going to pray for those two people and then pray that nothing and no one will succeed against you this new year and come against you. I pray, Lord, for the person in the difficult home situation. 
Give them the grace and the strength to embrace the difficulties of this relationship and help them be refined. Take away all impurities. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And for the person who's looking back at a relationship that's gone, looking at a ghost in the mirror, I pray, Lord, you would open their eyes right now, right now, and they would see the people who love them and who are in their lives and not keep looking back to that ghost that didn't work out. I pray both of these people would move forward in the new year Amen. with a new sense of vision, of maturity, and of purpose, and that they would be intentional with their thoughts and their emotions as they follow you, Lord Jesus. And Father, I pray for everyone watching on, everyone listening in, whether live or on catch-up, and I ask you, Lord, as well for myself, as we pray for us as individuals and for the people we love in our families, would you help us, O oh God, to follow you faithfully? Amen. That we would get through this transition of January, February, whatever it is, that we would see the light in the darkness and that we would follow the pillar of fire by night through this challenging season of transition and that we would come to the river and cross over it, and that we would circumcise our hearts as believers, and that we would move in to a land that you have promised us. I pray that as a church, O oh God, thanking you for salvation and restoration and such blessings last year despite the difficulties, but I pray, O oh God, you would open them up even more for the new year ahead and that we would see many more, O oh God, make their peace with you. Amen. Help us, Lord. Protect us and protect our families. Yes, Lord. We pray, God, that nothing would come upon our door mm. except for your favour. Yeah. Lord, maybe this is a selfish prayer, but we crave your blessing. Amen. And we crave your favour. And we pray that the angel of death would pass over every household represented here. And that instead of that, we would see the blessing. Oh God, we don't deserve it, but we plead the blood of Jesus upon every head that is watching and listening. And we ask for Jesus. You will show us your favour for the year 2021. In Jesus' name, and the people of God all said, Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you for listening, guys.